Welcome to the Higher Ed Huddle, where we discuss the most relevant topics in higher ed today. I'm your host, Joe Trano, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Hadley, as we kick off a three-part series focused on AI in higher ed. We will be having three different perspectives on our podcast as guests, a student, faculty member, and a CIO. Today is the third part of that series with our guest, Eric Diaz, who is an adjunct faculty member at Phoenix College in Arizona. Thanks for joining us today, Eric. How are you? I'm great. Great. Thanks for having us, guys. Uh, Eric, we really appreciate you taking some time uh, with us today to talk about AI, uh, which is quite a hot topic in higher ed today. And I thought we could start with um, learning a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So maybe just start there and tell us a little bit about uh, who Eric is. Yeah, sure, definitely. Um, so basically, I've run a, uh, an advertising agency for the last 12 years. Uh, two offices, one in Columbus, Ohio, and the other in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, from this, really, I've, I've kind of um, done a few other things that are pretty similar, and some that are a little bit less similar. Um, basically, I've got some uh, business to real estate business, as well as um, also have uh, uh, data analytics, uh, business intelligence software that kind of works hand in hand with uh, my software. Uh, agency and and uh, and the other thing I do that I really enjoy doing is is teaching at Phoenix College. Um, so yeah, a number of things that kind of keep me close to to AI and, and very relevant in the advertising world, um, and has been become very very uh, discussed as you mentioned before um, in in just conversations we have with clients, uh, partners, and uh, just in, just in our, our daily thinking as we think about 2024 and beyond. Well, cool. thanks, Eric. Um, you know, you mentioned your your experience teaching. Um, I'm wondering if you can share with us what your experience has been thus far with AI at Phoenix College. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, right around the time that it, the big announcement uh, came out about how uh, Google is very worried about uh, ChatGPT and what you know, all this, all the things that just started kind of like a domino effect. Um, Right around then, I want to say a, a month or so later, we got uh, an email just basically saying that, hey, you know, we're aware of, you know, what's going on with AI. We're going to be addressing it. We'll, we'll have uh, information as soon as we have a little bit better sense of, of how we want to use it or how we want to moderate it. Um, since then, we have, there's been a couple of discussions that we've had. Uh, one of them was kind of like, a, you know, mandates is saying like, what was the, what was the school's policy on AI and, it's a little bit early. It's just basically saying that it's kind of up to up to the um, to the professor to suggest how they would would want to use it, but it, it they didn't have you know it's not a, a definite yes or a definite no. Uh, it's kind of a case by case situation about how professors could use use AI. Um, I think also there was a, a second communication was like kind of a separate uh, conversation was um, a meeting they had with adjuncts, professors, uh, other employees of the school. They brought together was uh, just kind of just to chat openly about uh, how it was being used. What, what were students saying about it? Were, were they concerned about cheating uh, or other ethical concerns? Uh, and that and that also spawned also uh, spurred another uh, virtual meeting where basically a lot of people said uh, shared a lot of best practices, uh, which I think was probably the most valuable that I've seen so far. Was basically people saying like. You know how are you how, how are you addressing it what what have you found so far uh you know how are your students taking it are you you know what are your concerns things like that and kind of like 
getting everybody that's kind of in the same boat together, uh, getting, you know, getting us to, to help each other out. So that's, that's basically been our introduction so far and kind of the communication with the school so far. Eric, do you think that there's value to using these AI tools, whether, whether it be for you as an instructor or, or the, the students or other, other faculty? Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's I think there's great value in already learning how to use AI. One of the things that I put on our, our syllabus, and, and this has been for a couple of years now, I didn't really think of it as AI until recently, but basically I I don't well I can't say I require people to use Grammarly, which is a software that basically helps improve your writing. I highly encourage it. And uh, and I link to uh, a document from Phoenix College that basically instructs students how to get get a premium version for free using their Phoenix College ID. Um, but basically, that is AI. It's been around for a number of years. I, I would say we've been using my course probably last three or four four years. Um, but uh, I think the value in that is is immense as far as being able to take, especially in my, my classes, generally I'll have maybe 40% or so of students um, are, are non-first language English speakers. So for the ability for them to use this software to improve their writing to the point where um, they're getting better grades on their on their grammar than my my English born uh, speakers, uh, I think is amazing and phenomenal because it, it allows us to focus more on what's the content or what's the things they really need to learn rather than just you know the some of the some of the simpler grammar things which um, you know really can be improved with AI tools anyway. So I think there's I think there's huge value in things like that that really can can knock out some of the the smaller tasks. Some of the things and allow allow our students to focus more on the bigger picture and, and not get get stuck in the mundane. So, besides that, I think um, you know I've I've read about things and in conversations I've I've heard about how AI can you know provide more of a personalized personalized learning. Um, efficiency is one of the things. You know, like I was just saying, efficient getting past some of these these smaller tasks um, using using AI to basically to help find content uh, that's data driven, find, you know, basically asking the tool to to find insights based on data, uh, review those to um, provide those for you for review and decide whether or not you should use that in your coursework. Things like that are, are just uh, are just immense. And then also accessibility. I think um, I, I think there's uh, student challenges that students have um, that can also be addressed through AI. And I think uh, a lot of that is already being thought of, of, of how it can improve the student's experience. Um, and and that, I think that's the key word is really just to improve it. Like we, obviously it doesn't want to be something where it replaces the student's learning. It's really something that uh, it's meant to augment it. Right, another tool in, in their tool belt, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, there, there's all these new use cases that seem to be coming up daily at this point. But with with all of those, are there are there risks or challenges which you've encountered yet? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I think that professors just need to be aware of is, you, you know, there is a possibility where a student could just ask AI to write the assignment and, and basically do it. So like, so just have to be really aware of, uh, you know, how you're asking that, you know, how you're making your assignment um, to see, you know, is this, what's the outcome that you want? And is somebody, if a student were to get this, 
is it better off for them to, um, to, to use AI to basically complete the assignment, which probably isn't what your goal is for the class. Your goal is probably to get them to learn the content that, you know, the, the, what, what is in that, in that specific uh, course assignment. So it's really trying to kind of rethinking, you know, how do, uh, how do we, how do I make this assignment so that the student can learn, but also use the augmented tools to get, that they're going to be using more and more in their everyday lives anyway. So when they see, if they see something that, um, you know, like, like I'll, I'll go back to the Grammarly example, you know, you have to know that tools like that are, are going to become even more prevalent and uh, grading for grammar is going to be less of a thing because I think a lot of that's just going to be built into every tool that comes out. Um, so you just have to really think about like how, um, how, how are you going to get your, your, your coursework um, completed uh, and make sure that the, you're getting your goal, your, I guess the, the quality that you're looking for. So quality control is kind of the best, I guess the best, um, uh, I, I guess word for the, for that challenge. I think also um, ethical concerns and we always hear about AI and ethical concerns, uh, data privacy. I think, uh, uh, you know, the content that's being shared is, is basically being shared for the greater good of, uh, of growing AI and growing the user, uh, growing the, the general information database. So you have to know if you're sharing information with ChatGPT or something similar that uh, that information is basically going to be out there. So uh, there's definitely some ethical concerns because just depending on what the assignment might be, um, there might, you know, sometimes I know I ask for, for some things that can involve uh, a personal nature. Um, so if, you, if that's being used in conjunction with uh, like a chat CPT or something, you have to know that in, that information can be public and you may not want it to be. So just have to think about things like that. It's just, it's, it's a really a, a new reality. Um, so there's a number of things like that, 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 um, that, that all professors and all educators have to, have to think about before they implement it. Yeah, I can appreciate that, Eric. And it, I think what you just, what you just shared kind of leads into this next question I have for you, and that is, what's been your experience with other faculty members at Phoenix College and maybe others within the Maricopa system, as well as college administration regarding AI? Can you maybe share yeah, your thoughts there? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think there's, um, I think people are pretty polarized on it, to be honest with you. Like, some people are all for it, and some people are a little bit against it, because it's, yeah, anytime, I think, and I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to say it's a, an age thing. I want to say it's more of like, it's, it's hard to make changes once, you know, if you've been doing something, if you've been teaching for, you know, 20 years, but now all the rules are changed and now you need to rewrite all your, you know, professors don't necessarily want to do that. You know, I can understand that too. You know, I've, I've been working in advertising for 12 years. If all my rules changed, you know, that would be hard for me, you know. Luckily, you know, in, in my world, it, it's not, not all my rules are changed, just some of them, and it's, but it's kind of a constant thing. But I get how that can be a, a, a challenge and there can be people that are like kind of anti-AI. Well, how can, we, how can we use software to identify if something's been written by AI? How can we uh, make sure students aren't, you know, air quotes, cheating? Uh, you know, I, I get that because it, it is a big difference, and it's going to be it's going to be tough for um, some professors to to adapt to that. Um, I think that uh, uh, what else I've heard. I mean, I think a lot of people, uh, other educators, are pretty gung ho about it as, as I am. You can probably tell my passion for it. Um, I just think 
you know, in my, in my workplace, I've seen the benefits of it. I have uh, content creators that I, you know, I need to task them uh, with writing copy or coming up with uh, headlines or social media posts. Uh, what are the best hashtags to use? Things like that. A lot of those things are being replaced by AI right now. And I don't want to say fully replaced, but they're being augmented, right? It's like, Hey, I need 10 headlines, you know, well, here's 10 headlines. I only took, you know, 15 seconds, you know, from chat GPT. So that same kind of thing, what I do with my, with my coursework is, uh, I, I have the same, I have the same, uh, functionality, the same type of assignment. So, uh, for my students, I also, you know, we're all fully aware that it's going to be, uh, be used, um, for those types of assignments. And from other educators, I've been hearing some of the ones that, uh, you know, I've been doing it for less time, five years or less typically have been adapting quicker. And, and you know, and basically I was getting uh, good insights from them as far as like how they're using it so far. Um, you know, what, what are the, what are the assignments that they're doing to, um, to in, increase the use of AI and make people aware of it? I think a lot of it, like it's still so new. A lot of it was like, Hey, let's just give them a very basic, um, very basic uh, I guess question which can be can uh, be used a AI can be used to augment it and just to give them some training make sure they can log into their account some things like that because not all students you know in this I should mention this in the challenges but you know as far as uh, accessibility you know it, not all students you know are necessarily exposed to it. like we kind of make the assumption that and I know I've done it too like all, all students all 20 year olds are, are using chat GPT but it's really not the case. And a lot of times from the feedback I've gotten from students and from her, from other professors is that sometimes their assignments are the first time that they're, uh, that the students that are actually using ChatGPT. So it's actually been helpful for them to get that intro and do it in a, in a, you know, a learning experience like a class. So yeah, again, polarized. What I'm seeing is, um, some, some far, far left, far right, uh, you know, and I think we'll get closer to the middle. And, how we we all use it for our courses. Thanks, Eric. That's that's kind of cool perspective to to hear from from you. Um, do you, you started talking a little bit about you know what what other other professors, other faculty are, are doing kind of in their courses for for institutions as a whole. Do you think that there's something that they can do? you know, to, to start to prepare themselves for this, you know, we're, we're kind of at the, at the beginning stages here, but to, to prepare the institution for, for what's coming, um, you know, what, where do they even get started? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, uh, that's a great question. I think a lot of it is, uh, is um, it, just reading about it. I mean, so like right now, uh, just in, in August, Harvard business review and Stanford um, began posting a lot of content on uh, on AI and how educational uh, institutions should start to, to learn about it um, or be prepared for it. I think, you know, some of the things I would, uh, I'll list out are, you know, training. So investing in training. Um, there's courses, I think, that are for free online um, that can be, that, that can be for educators. There's probably other things that may, that could be higher quality that are, are paid as well. But I think training on AIOV is something that would be uh, really important. I think, um, you know, uh, consulting with experts in the field. I mean, it's such a new thing that like, who's really an expert these days? But, um, I, I think there are some, you know, thought leaders in the place that, um, or, you know, in every region, you know, like, you know, whether you're in New York or LA, there's going to be some experts in that area. And, and having somebody that, uh, can provide either a session or any kind of, uh, any kind of, um, I guess learning, 
model that they that the school can use to kind of uh, give training and kind of take it from experts that are in the field um, or maybe using something that's like off the shelf, um, you know, maybe there's a webinar or something that can be, can be shared and, and kind of um, introduce the, the, the professors to how they, they could be using it. I think also, uh, I think one of the things that our school did was uh, guidelines. So they established ethical guidelines, uh, basically just developed a policy. So rather than having everybody, all the students, all the teachers kind of came up with these on their own, uh, they came up with these uh, these policies and they said it in writing about what, what can and cannot be done, even though a lot of it is a little bit vague at this point, but um, at least they, it, it's the beginning. It's something that's obviously gonna, gonna evolve over time as well. Um, and I think the, the final thing I'll mention as far as that for institutions is uh, piloting programs. So doing some types of uh, small scale AI implementations and, and seeing what the effectiveness of that uh, and what was the students' results from that? That you know, was it well received? Was it not well well received? And then just iterate from there. So, so yeah, I think you know, training, consulting with with experts, setting guidelines, and then piloting programs would be the would be the main things. And and some of that is is from uh, there's a great article uh, from the HBR uh, Harvard, uh, Harvard Business Review about basically how to prepare for the for the uh, gen generation AI future. A lot to look forward to. As we as we kind of come towards the the end of our our uh, recording here, anything else on your mind that, that you want to share about AI be, before we wrap up? Yeah, I think that uh, I think the final thing I say is that you know for more for for all professions, the ones that's especially like in the in the creative space, you know that's that's like my world a bit. I think. There's that industry is, is going to be very receptive to it. Um, and they're already doing it. You know, it's, it's, you know, copyrighted already. If, if they haven't set it up, uh, as a policy in their, in their practice, you know, it, the copywriters are probably already doing it to expedite their work and, and do better work. Um, so some of those things are already happening. And so I think retroactively, some of the workplaces, um, like that, uh, you know, in the professional services, Field are going to be uh, are going to be, um, be be set up more and more. I think I've seen just from going to like AI uh, presentations and things like that. There's a lot of niche products being developed. Like I saw things like uh, so like lawyers AI, but basically for like a law firm basically or, or an independent lawyer to use AI and be able to do a lot of work that a, a legal secretary um, or, or someone working under underneath. Uh, them and their company would would normally have to do, but it could be augmented and expedited quickly uh, by that. And then there's, of course, there's there's consumer facing uh, legal software as well. So there's a lot of like niches. I mean, talking about thousands and thousands of niches that are going to pop up for like what AI can do very specifically in your in uh, in their world. I think. Oh, and then one of the other things uh, I wanted to mention was that, like, I, I saw an article. I think it was last week, uh, New York Times, and it was about um, basically like doctors. AI is probably coming for your job too, and uh, and it was it was more. Um, it was kind of a joke title, but it was basically saying that like yes, even even doctors and even some of the high level uh, industries that we may not think are going to be impacted by AI immediately are going to be impacted eventually. So uh, so I thought I thought that was an eye opener for me, and I think. Yes, there's a million articles uh, a day about uh, AI, so it's like it's hard to, um, you know, 
figure out which ones you should read. So I tend to just, you know, I tend to focus on one publication I really like and then, you know, uh, scoop one or one article or a couple articles a week from them. It's kind of my approach to it. Um, but, you know, or else you're going to get too much, you know, too much involved in the weeds. And, and honestly, like, you know, that, that it's going to evolve a month from now. And a lot of that, a lot of that news you just read is going to keep changing. So anyway, it's a fun time. Uh, but I, I, I think uh, it's a good time to be a professor and kind of be, um, be, be able to adapt to it and bring that to our students. Awesome. Thanks, well said. Sir. Very well said. Yeah, it's it's um, it's an exciting time. It's a maybe for some a, a, a frightening time, but I'm glad we're uh, we're here to witness it. Um, Eric, we really really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with Joe and myself today, and and kind of sharing your insights on AI from that faculty perspective. So thank you, listeners. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, and Apple. Check back next month for another great topic with Joe and another great guest. Until then, stay well.